0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Ambati. Hope your week has been going well. We'll be starting spring football practice a week from Friday, is what I hear. So we'll be bringing you guys more and more from spring practice as that approaches. But before that happens, I wanted to go ahead and kind of set the table for you guys as far as the future of the 2022 recruiting class, kind of the the needs I feel like SMU needs to fill, the top targets I feel like they could maybe stretch and get. And we're going to do that on this podcast right now. So I want to jump in right away and and go at best needs or, or biggest needs here. And I think number one, and it seems to be like this every year and in a way because SMU goes out and gets corners uh, out of the transfer portal to address this position, but I think corner is the biggest area of need for SMU. Uh, you're going to have some older guys coming up like Brandon Crosley and uh, Armani Johnson. You have Brian Massey behind them. You have Charles Woods, uh, who is a veteran. And behind that, and you you like Bryce McMorris, and certainly uh, you signed him in your 2021 recruiting class. But beyond that, there's a lot of questions. And SMU wants to be at a place where they're too deep at corner, uh, and and can roll those guys out there. And so I feel like that's a position they've got to address. They need to get somebody good out of the high school ranks. too would be awesome. Um, but I will say this, and and. I'm going to address the 2022 class and try to keep expectations low just because SMU is going to be very particular about who they take in this class. They are going to probably be small on numbers and they're, they're going to be selective. And so I think you would love if you're asking me to take two corners in 2022. I think you'd love to be in that position. And I think you'd love to be in the position of taking a safety, maybe two. And that's another position on defense I think is is uh, of need um, because I think there's a chance you see guys like Isaiah and Nwokabia and I know Jadarius Thursby already play linebacker. You've got Travion Sneed coming in in the 2021 class. And so there's a lot of guys already kind of coming up at the linebacker position. And there is enough young guys still at that position that I've got that corner position just ahead of them uh, in terms of being that big need. You talk about having a guy like Jaden Jones who could run in space you know, to an extent, um, and they'll address defensive positions as well in the transfer portal this summer, and they'll continue to do that. They just picked up Charles Woods, the Illinois State transfer defensive back, who we talked a little bit about last week. So I think corner is probably the biggest position of need in this class, and then I think when you sit down and you look at it, I think you've got to go out and sign a a quarterback and you've got to create competition because I do think you could see somebody like Derek Green, maybe grad transfer down the line and and go somewhere that he could play a little bit more uh, if he doesn't win the quarterback competition. Tanner Mordecai has got three years remaining, but he's a veteran. Preston Stone was obviously signed to be the future of the program. But if Tanner Mordecai were to have a, you know, be here three years as a starter, you Will know, well, Preston Stone look elsewhere? So you've got to sign a quarterback in 2022 that can come in and, and compete and bring competition to the position um, because it, it is uh, in need of that without a doubt. And so um, that is kind of the three positions I'm watching. I'm also looking to see if they bring in a tight end. Um, I'm not so sure they're going to. I don't think that's a huge need with the way they addressed it this offseason. Wide receiver, uh, is that a position that they end up addressing just to get numbers up which they'll sign receivers and things like that but you know is it is it in a spot where they they need to be um you know signing two or three like uh, like they have in the past um that'll be a question I, I look at um but without a doubt I mean you look at uh you look at corner you look at safety those are two positions on defense, that I feel like are the biggest needs going in and then corner or excuse me, and then quarterback on the offensive side of the ball is very important. And we ran an update with Josh Hoover, the Rockwall Heath quarterback, who's one of SMU's top targets this week. Check that out on Pony Stampede. Again, just a dollar to subscribe for your first month, which will get you way into spring practices. And they are closed to the media, so we'll be able to uh, you know, pick some brains of some sources and get you guys the goods on how it's going in spring ball for SMU. And I want to also uh, kind of run down some of the top targets, you know, in my mind that I, I think SMU is going after in a, in a big way. And I do uh, want to start with quarterback. And I think Josh Hoover, uh, who's out of Rockwall Heath, and Braden Locke out of Rockwall are the two top quarterback prospects for SMU right now. And I think when you look at them, you know, Braden Locke's had a lot of big time offers uh, and, and Josh Hoover uh, has some, uh, I think, more so... Power 5 offers really, uh, or or Power 5 programs watching him more than anything. But I think Josh Hoover Hoover has a great athletic profile. I'd like to see him improve on his uh, TD to INT ratio. Um, But then you've got Brayden Locke, who was really dominant last year. But I'm interested to see what ends up being, uh, which programs end up prioritizing him and really coming after him hard. Uh, That's going to be uh, very interesting to me just because, you know he has been on the radar for so long, and SMU is really outside of their, uh, I would say, elite offers within the state. Has really only offered Josh Hoover and Braden Locke, uh, who are both uncommitted. So uh, check out our update with um, Josh Hoover, and we're working to get you know Braden Locke on the phone as well. I think when you go and you look at uh, the running back position, I'm not so sure they have to address it. They have a veteran and Trey Siggers coming in. They've got four deep of guys that they'll really like at that position uh, and not to not to mention that you, you can even move Roderick Daniels back there to, to take some snaps out of the backfield. But I look at wide out and I think this is a position where you look at somebody like DJ Allen from Gladewater and Matthew Golden from Klein Kane. And those are my two guys that really stand out to me uh, so far in the classes. Uh, being really high end targets for the for the staff. Um, and then you look at uh, Landon Sampson out of uh, South Lake Carroll as well, that trio, to me, if they were to, you know get them on board, that would be about as good as it can get in this class. You know, the depth chart, I think will kind of hurt SMU in a way, but not as much as you'd think. I think there's a lot of competition at that position. Um, Reggie Robertson will obviously be gone after this year. That'll open a spot. Will Danny Gray have a huge year and decide to go pro? That's something I'll watch. Uh, Rasheed Rice is a veteran. If he has a huge year again, does he? Um, will Will he be a part of a, a a group that leaves early for the NFL draft? Um, that'll be kind of the question that I I have with that group, and it opens playing time and opens opportunities right away. You know, Dylan Goffney uh, is coming in. Uh, you have some veterans like Austin Upshaw around. Uh, Kiki Burns is a veteran now who came on you know strong at the end of last year. Um, but overall, it would be a pretty open group for anyone interested uh, in SMU. Now, on the offensive line, I think somebody like Matt Craycraft stands out to me in a big way as far as a top target. That's a no brainer right there for SMU, former teammate with Branson Hickman. Uh, they know a lot about him. They know exactly what they'd be getting. Uh, He can come in and and really develop. Uh, He's got a good frame. I like him a lot. And by the way, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, we're going to go position by position as well on the site and break this down a little bit for you guys. Um, But with more detail, more options, uh, more intel on who is trending to SMU, who is not. Who's a tough pull, who's maybe somebody they're trying to slow play? We'll do all of that for our subscribers on Ponystampede.com. So if you don't subscribe to PonyStampede.com, check us out for that dollar uh, for your first month um, or not, and just continue to follow the Pony Stampede podcast. When I look at Matt Craycraft and I went, went and saw him uh, this fall, I thought he was I, I thought he was really a, a prospect that has versatility. I think he could play center. I think he could play guard. I think he can play tackle. I'm interested to see, you know, if SMU were to get him, where his body would take him. Would he uh, grow into a, a big mauler at guard? Would he be able to stay nimble and, and be athletic out on the edge um, at tackle? Um, but overall, he brings position versatility um, and he's uh, he's really highly, highly touted, in my opinion. I mean, I think he's somebody that a lot of programs would love to have on board and Flipping over, you know, somebody that he would have to block in practice is Michael Ibukan Okioide, um, still working on that. Um, but the Rowlett defensive end, who's been, you know, one of SMU's top targets for quite some time now. Um, Kansas was actually first to offer him when Chidira Uzo-Durribe was there. Uh, they got on, on him early. Oklahoma State has an early crystal ball pick in for him, and he's got official visits set to Oklahoma State and Kansas State this summer. You know the thing I'm watching for him is will he go far from home? And Oklahoma State isn't necessarily far, but um, you know that's kind of what I'm watching. He'd be a huge land for SMU. I think the defense end spot is looking for an injection of pass rushing talent because for whatever reason we've seen some guys flash, like Nelson Paul would flash, but hasn't put it together as uh, you know uh, consistently as you would have liked. Um, Toby and Duckway is a veteran. He needs to come on and come around. Um, so there's a lot of uh, questions again at that uh, position group uh, where they could bring in someone that can inject again some talent, uh, some competition, do all those things, and you know maybe uh, be able to break out early. So now I, I look at uh, the the middle of that defensive line. And this is a position where SMU really wants to get um, bigger, stronger, and they go out and they offer guys like Trey Emery out of Mount Pleasant, who's pushing 290. They go out and offer Anise Sledge out of Neville in the Monroe, Louisiana area. I saw him last fall. Big brute. I don't think he's lit. I don't think he's a six four that he's listed at, but he is a big, strong plug in the middle. He reminds me a little bit of Elijah Chap- Chapman. But maybe not, he's longer athletically or he's longer physically, but he, he doesn't have that athleticism that Elijah has. And Elijah set also a ton of records at um, Evangel Christian in the Streetport area uh, in terms of weightlifting. I, I think that group overall, of defensive tackles, and then maybe, maybe Cedric Roberts, the Baylor commit out of Pflugerville Hendrickson, uh, could be somebody they flip away from the Bears. Uh, they offered him shortly after he committed to Baylor, so maybe they have some intel there that says, hey, maybe this is a guy that they can get on board and, uh, or, or maybe have a good shot to land. I think you look at linebacker Eli McWilliams, the new offer out of Oklahoma, uh, is, a, is a guy I really like. I love his film. And then going off of that, Owen is, uh is somebody that I think You'd be thrilled if you were SMU and you got him on board. Cy Park, uh, Texas down in the Houston area, 6'3", 180. Has that both sides of the ball profile. Um, tested pretty well at the Under Armour Dallas camp. Did a really good job at that camp overall, running in space and covering. And, you know, he just needs a weight room. He needs Kaz Gazadi, <laughs> quite honestly. And he stopped by SMU's campus a few weeks back. Uh, to take it in and check it out um, as best he could without you know anyone around, and so I think um, you look at him and 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 the um, uh, and and uh, McWilliams as as two guys that I really like at linebacker, uh, and then I go down to corner, and Stefan McClure is going to have a really really uh, interesting cycle. He's on a lot of guys. He's got a lot of evals out there, um, but I circle two guys in a way here uh, for you. And they're the guys that if I was SMU, I would be just thrilled to land. And one's Kyron Chambers out of South Oak Cliff and the other's Anthony Davis out of Skyline. And I think SMU has a has a puncher's chance at both. And I, I met with Ant, uh, with Kyron Chambers, and who's one of the fastest players in the state, and just really pressed him. Hey, basically, do I need to waste my time coming out here or not? Uh, and he said, I can assure you, uh, you are good to g- continue to come out and cover me. I'm going through uh, you know, my list and trying to figure out what the best uh, place is for me, and that could very well be SMU. And so you look at those two, and then two targets uh, that stand out to me as well at the safety spot is Pierre Gory out of the Duncanville uh, program, who is about as pretty looking as a prospect as it gets, uh, is an elite 100-meter guy six foot 200 um, just has that that athleticism that they need on the back end, I think more than ever at the position. And then Robert Fitzgerald, a new offer again out of Dallas Jesuit, who really impressed at the under Armor Dallas event. He was terrific. He was the best tester basically out of anyone uh, and especially in his position group. Uh, he had a strong showing in coverage. Uh, I, that was kind of what SMU needed to see to go ahead and pull the trigger and and offer him and I think, that is going to be somebody that you know they really are on hard uh, now that they've jumped into the mix and they're kind of hoping that it's not too late. Jay Sean Davis is the final player that I'm going to highlight for you guys. He's out of Arkansas, Arkansas um, the Arkadelphia uh, area as well, uh, and somebody that they're really high on and kind of got in there pretty early and early enough to, uh, to make a splash with him. Uh, there, I think he's going to end up taking an official visit. And from there, you see if you can get him on board. But, uh, you know, those guys so far are the ones that I'm circling, um, at least for SMU, as ones to really watch. Um, those are the top prospects for you guys. And, again, we're going to go position by position on PonyStampede.com, so don't miss that Um and it's going to be fun. It's going to be an interesting cycle to track. I think when you look at the official visits being set this summer um, as the anticipation for the dead period ending nears, that'll be fun for us to finally get to see camps back on campus. All of those things um, you know, are going to be exciting for us to get to do again, because quite honestly, we didn't get any of that <laughs> and so um, over the last year. And so this is going to be exciting for us to cover and we're looking forward to bringing you guys, uh, that over the course of the, uh, coming weeks and months as we maybe get back to normalcy here. So, um, with that guys, that wraps up, uh, really this edition of the podcast. I want to, uh, quickly make note. We saw William Douglas enter the NCAA transfer portal this week on the basketball front. Uh, SMU basketball now has five guys, um, that are either in the portal or, or going pro. You've got Darius McNeil in the portal. You've got Charles Smith IV in the portal and William Douglas in the portal. And then you have Kendrick Davis, who uh, is, is going pro um, but hasn't signed with an agent. And then you have Ferron Hunt, who has signed with an agent. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens over the course of these next few weeks, who emerges as a target for SME basketball because they have uh, quite a few roster spots to fill. And certainly need um, to, to bring in some talent. Um, so we'll continue to dig on kind of what's next for the SME basketball roster. That's probably one of the biggest offseason questions, obviously. But uh, that's one of the biggest questions I'm trying to figure out for you guys is what's next? What What is this going to look like? What is um, the overall outlook for next year going to be? And when, when, when will that dust settle? How quickly will we get those answers? Um, but as it stands tim jankovic returning for another season uh, we reported that um you know uh, right before the weekend so with that guys we're going to wrap up this edition of the podcast again leave us a rating leave us a review and subscribe to the pony stampede podcast until next time guys we will catch you later thanks for listening and have a good one